Welcome to another episode of You Should Have Been a Meat Shield, a Dungeons and Dragons slash tabletop role playing podcast for your school library, public library, or education setting. So, what I'm going to do today is go through a list of alternatives to Dungeons and Dragons. These are tabletop role-playing games that you may find useful to run that are easier in that sense they're less overwhelming maybe they have simpler rules maybe they appeal to a younger audience so i'm just going to start right up and um, go right through them uh you can always google them and find out more i would really recommend giving them a shot uh if you are able to um i think the age range is what's useful for many of them because D&D yes it can be a little overwhelming yes I think in my opinion you should be maybe 10 11 up you can you can of course modify it but I think it's um, also one of those games where I love it I mean it's one of my it's my favorite tabletop role-playing game but it takes a ton of prep and if you're in a school library setting you may not have that time. You definitely probably don't have that time. Even if you're in a public library setting, you probably don't have a lot of time to set up. So unless you're very lucky to have another teen or someone from the community or whatever that is dedicated to setting up this game, um, like a Dungeons and Dragons, you maybe just want something, look, I want to set it up in five minutes. I want to play for 35 to 45 minutes or whatever and it's done that these are what this is what you can do with these essentially so i'm going to go through them they're simply in um, alphabetical order by name the first one is amazing tales and it's kind of geared to ages four and up so you've got a huge range there and to my in my opinion it's a great introduction to tabletop role-playing games all the rules are on one page Okay, so that makes a huge difference considering the D&D hundreds of pages of, of rules. You, when players create a character, they are provided a limited number of skills, and each skill is represented by a different dice or die. To determine the success or failure in the game, you simply roll the die that is relevant to the skill needed, and you only need to roll a three or higher to succeed, so there's a high rate of success. And thinking of the age, this is really perfect. Um, it keeps the action moving fast. You're not bogged down. The book that comes with Amazing Tales really is a guidebook on how to keep tabletop role-playing games for, interesting for kids. Really, it's a great um, guide, hint slash hint book for new game masters or GMs on how to run it, and it's extremely useful. The settings are very immersive. It's full of talking animals, fairy lands, just to name a few. I feel I feel that the guidebook itself is worth whatever cost it is. I won't say the cost because it's... Um, in case there's people in the U.S. listening in the U.K. is a big difference, okay? <clears throat> so, amazing tales. Next one up. Dungeon. Now, Dungeon, it's Dungeon with an exclamation point. It really, is it a tabletop role-playing game? It's probably classified more as a board game. But I'm 
including it here because it has close ties with D&D &D and TTRPGs in general. It's very fun, it's very fast, and it's also very competitive. In my opinion, it does introduce the concept of D&D &D to younger players without having to spend a ton of money or relying on complex rules. The idea of it is very simple. There's one board, okay, and you choose a character um, and a class. All of their stats have been pre-done for you. You get to move your character a certain number of spaces every turn. Your goal is to get as much loot as you can. Now, your character card will have the, the amount of loot that you need to get to win. I think with fighter it's like 20,000 gold. Um, but the gold is represented by, yes, sacks of gold, but also um, straight up like necklaces and stuff like that. You can also get magic swords and magic weapons that help you um, uh, roll better. Um, it seems simple, but it, it actually is um, It's quite difficult. It can be quite difficult because there are monsters hiding essentially behind every door. And so let's say you burst through a door and you have to fight a gelatinous cube. Um, you have to roll higher than essentially what the cube represents to your class. So it'll say gelatinous cube. Fighter, you need to roll an 8 maybe. So you need to roll your your dice and hopefully if you if you get an 8, uh, if you get higher than an 8, you are you're good, you defeat it and you get the loot for whatever level you're on of the dungeon. So the dungeon board represents like I think 1 to 5 levels. And then you get your your loot card. But if you lose the gelatinous cube gets to roll an attack against you. And you can kind of like roll your own damage against yourself or have a friend roll against you. And depending on what the gelatinous cube rolls, you may lose some of your treasure. That's the big thing. And that treasure gets dumped into that room along with the monster. And you get kind of spat out of the room. Meaning another player can come along and steal that loot if they defeat the monster on their turn. That's where you get this kind of um, something that I avoid in main D&D, which is kind of like a player versus player aspect. Um, but it's a race to the finish, essentially, and I find it a lot of fun. The only possible drawback is that it, it does take up a lot of time to set up the tokens, and sometimes the pieces can get lost because they're very small. But um, overall, that's a very minor thing. I really love Dungeon. And if you're hoping to introduce young players to the concept of it, um, you can't really go wrong. Um, Dungeon Mayhem is a tie-in as well. More of a tabletop role-playing card game, but it's too fun not to include in this list. I advise this for players 9 and up. You get It's, it's essentially a card deck, and you get choose a character from a base of cards. Each character has their pre-written strengths and abilities. There's no dice rolling. Rather, you, you play your cards to try and kill your opponents. And you have a health meter that goes up and down depending on what you play and how much damage you take from your opponents. There's a lot of humor to the game, and it's very fast-paced. Um, in my experience, some younger players can get upset over being piled on, quote-unquote, by, other, by others, so it's crucial that you enforce the turn order, which is clearly explained in the rules. Uh, it's very easy to learn, and there are some really cool characters, really fun. And there's a lot of, uh, like I said, there's a lot of humor to it. A lot of the cards have joke kind of <laughs> attacks, spells, effects. You can build up your defenses, make it difficult for you to lose your health. 
you can um, steal other people's abilities. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. It's really engaging. There's tons of expansion sets out there. The next one, Hero Kids. Really an amazing game. It's aged, aimed at ages 4 to 10, and it's a blast to play. It's fairly inexpensive. has a lot of great options for everyone. What's really cool about Hero Kids is that the game's complexity can be adapted for different age ranges, which is something that is can be difficult to do with other tabletop role-playing games. The rulebook only has four pages, and you only use the standard six-sided dice or D6. And there's not a lot of adding or subtracting, which is aimed at the you know four-year-old. There's also no death, quote-unquote. Monsters either run away from the good guys or they get knocked out. Um, as players, there's no um, you cannot your character cannot die. There's no TPK or total party kill. Instead, when you get knocked out, you might find yourself that uh, helpful townsfolk have dragged you to their village and, and nursed you back to health. Um, it's a standard fantasy tabletop role playing game, but it has a really strong Viking theme. It's very clear that this, it's a Viking themed game um, essentially the, the concept of the game is that all the adults are gone, the kids are left in charge and of course mayhem ensues the children's job is to protect the village from the bad guys <clears throat> the combat rules are very simple highest roll wins all adventurers have 3 points of health and when they're hit uh, defenders take 1 point of damage it's, kinda, it's one of those games that you can be playing in minutes and like I said the, the, the rule book is so f- small You've got it down in a couple of minutes, um, in, but you'll play play a long time because, as I said, you, you, uh, the, the game that a four-year-old plays is going to be slightly different than what the ten-year-old plays. Quite a bit different because you can adapt it, and the rule book's very clear with that. Next up, Little Wizards. It's aimed at ages six and up, and it's set in the magical land of coin world. Players can be mages and sorcerers, sorcerers but it's not really that limited there's actually a lot of choice when it comes to character creation, which I think younger players were going to really enjoy. Um, you can choose your abilities that your character will exceed at. And the great thing about it is that characters are limited to three traits, which reduces time and confusion when it comes to making a cool character. The game mechanics are, are once again streamlined and easy to follow. You essentially roll 2d6 or two six-sided die to determine their actions and their fate. So, kind of like D&D, rolling double ones means critical failure, whereas rolling double sixes results in overwhelming success. Um, even cooler, players gain points as they progress, and they can spend those points on abilities and cool traits. There are three adventures in the book for the Game Master to unleash to their players. Um, it won't confuse anybody. It's, again, really clearly laid out, quick easy to set up. So if you're in a school library or a public library and you've got young players, Little Wizards is, is really cool. Next up, I would buy this for the name alone. It's called Magical Kitties Save the Day. Aimed at ages 6 and up and it takes an hour to play. It's a fun family adventure. It's very light on the rules, very fast, very easy to play. Uh, with this game, characters cre- character creation is extremely fast. You can play this game with two younger ones and an adult game master. Um, it works best if you have at least two players uh, and a game master. The game helps describe uh, kitty creation. 
very clearly and it's easy to understand your kitties are either cute cunning or fierce you can also have different many different talents flaws and magical powers they also have a human companion every kitty has a human companion pre-made humans or you can make your own so the game comes with pre-made sheets your injury level range from uh, what they call owies to actual damage the adult in the room needs to choose the different difficulty and the game uses again like the others just six-sided dice so there's no complications or waste of time looking for many different kinds of dice um the adventure that is given to you in the box is full of references to great books and tons of great um hooks and side quests that can keep the adventure going and the main adventure book comes with this this beautiful map and lots of different paths that the players can take. So it's kind of like gives you the sandbox feel where you can go wherever you want, but it's very clearly defined for the for the game master. Um, in the back of the book, it contains a complete adventure where the kitties have to save a library, which there's nothing better than that, is there? And there's an adventure comic book, which is kind of like a choose your own adventure. It's really cool. So magical kitties save the day. Next up, Monster Slayers. Um, Monster Slayers is great because it's a Dungeons and Dragons game for ages six and up, and it's completely free. You can download all kinds of Monster Slayer PDFs from the internet. If you just Google D and D Monster Slayers, you can do it. Each adventure is about fifteen pages long. The, the rules of the game are only six, uh, three pages. All you really need are really five people. Pencil, paper, one 20-sided die, and one six-sided die, along with some scissors to cut out the tokens. The heroes are pre-made and are from the Dungeons & Dragons world, like fighter, wizard, rogue, etc. There's a ton of combat, which usually the six-year-olds really enjoy. A lot of laughing as well, because it's, it's super easy to get started. It's really good if you're short on time, maybe short on budget, and you have a young audience who you'd like to introduce D&D to without... Overwhelming, overwhelming them with the complexity. Okay, and then here we go. My Little Pony: Tales of Equestria role-playing game. Um, it provides. Um, it's great. It provides My Little Pony character sheet templates and even a, you know, a close your eyes and choose dice roll page for those who don't have multi-sided dice. So it's like a, it's like the dice results on a page of paper where you can close your eyes and just randomly point to something, open your eyes and see what happened. See what your roll, quote-unquote, did or what you rolled. Um, it's a really great game for younger role-playing uh, role game players. It's simply laid out and it's promoted as a storytelling game. Everything is much more user-friendly than D&D. &D. Uh, essentially, it's a streamlined version of Dungeons & Dragons set in My Little Pony universe. Friendship is the primary theme. It stands out above all the other stats. Um, the monsters you fight are really cool, like Mohawk. It's a hawk with an attitude. Um, there's a guide inside for new game masters, and it has a quest, uh, multiple quests inside. Uh, it's really, if you've got a, I would say, if you've got a teen in your library that wants to introduce role-playing games to a younger audience, especially like in a public library setting, this is really cool. And now we're on to No Thank You Evil, and this is set in the land of Astoria, and it's aimed at ages 5 and up. It's immediately more accessible than a typical D&D &D campaign. Um, 
you create characters using cards and, of course, your own imagination. But the cards do a lot of work for you, which decreases the amount of time it takes to create a character. Character stats are fun and straightforward. They range from tough, smart, fast, awesome. Special abilities and inventory are pre-written, which, again, a younger audience uh, needs. You'll, you get to choose companions, which also constitute another set of cards. And the game comes with three pre-written encounters, which bring this game to life in a fun and easy way, especially for someone new to the to the world of role-playing games. Um, the encounters include um, with you know the encounters with the villains or whoever NPCs include pirates, dinosaurs, robot. There's a time machine. There's even a cursed amusement park with ghosts and unscary zombie like zombie teddy bears. Um, Kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, the, the game master tells the story. Players interact with the story, but they roll a six-sided dice to see what happens with their characters. What's really cool about it is that other players can spend their points to assist their friends, so they can so they can achieve their goals. There's tons of different possibilities with this game. Players can also make their characters stronger and richer by defeating enemies and finishing quests. Uh, it's got a lot of D and D to it without a lot of the complicated rules, and there's no real ending. If you've got a creative game master, it can go on forever, making it really fun and engaging. Okay. Last but not least, we have Quest. What's great about Quest is that it doesn't overwhelm new players in regards to the often overwhelming world of role-playing games. Yet, at the same time, it offers a lot of immersive gameplay. Players still get to do a lot of creative work for in creating their own characters with backstories, goals, cool abilities, and equipment. Your equipment is 12 items or less. The character introductions are fun and allow for a lot of flexibility. The rules are really simple. Players' role is 20-sided dice to determine their fate, but the rulebook helps you determine that fate, which is a dream for any GM who doesn't have time to develop an entire scenario in their minds. Um, the introduction to your character is like uh, like a Mad Lib. Um it's a fill-in-the-blanks page on the rulebook with you get to write in the personality, the flaws, the background of the character, but the whole framework is written out for you. Um, also, the dice system is extremely easy to understand and ensures a high level of success, which, once again, makes life easier for everyone. So I find this with when I do run it with younger players, players 9 and up, or 9 and below even, when they fail, I mean, I guess I'm no psychologist, but they're learn they're still learning to cope with failure. Sometimes I think they have to be the best at everything, and that goes on into teenage years too. But they don't maybe deal with failure so well. So if you have a game that has, of course, some failure, but a higher rate of success. They get more out of it and they enjoy it more, and they'll come back to it. They're not going to come back to a game where they're getting um, laid flat every single session. Um, you do not have to have a lot of experience to play this game at all. Uh, you receive this kind of like profile of your world with tons of starters to keep everything ro rolling smoothly. So I, th I hope those are helpful. There's also tons of online resources I would, um, I would recommend. You've got the American Library Association Games and ra uh, Gaming Roundtable. Um, so if you were to Google ALA Games and Gaming Roundtable, you'll get tons of resources there. 
There's also a, a website called Bits and Mortar, M-O-R-T-A-R. It's the site that provides free PDFs of tabletop role-playing games, um, as long as you've purchased them already from a registered Bits and Mortar shop. Um, so you get the you get the PDFs that you can download and print out. Um, Dungeon Masters Guild has a huge array of um, mainly Dungeons and Dragons adventures and guides. Many of them free or pay what you want. Um, a lot of like one-shot adventures there. And kind of a, I wouldn't say a companion, but uh, another one that's really useful is called Drive Through RPG, through spelled T H R U. And it's similar to the DM skill, but it has a huge amount of different tabletop role playing guides and adventures available. You have to make an account. Sometimes, like I said, you have to pay a pound or a dollar or whatever, but they're really, really well, reasonably priced and well worth it. So I ran the first time I ever did a full. Dungeons and Dragons campaign I did this campaign called Tomb of Annihilation I was completely in over my head I went on to the DM Guild and Drive Through RPG and I found a multitude of Tomb of Annihilation companions and guides how to do this and how to do that um, you think when you buy the book a D&D book for like 30 pounds or whatever that it's going to have everything in it. It doesn't. Sometimes it'll just have a description of a place that's three lines and you've got to all of a sudden make everything up. And sometimes these guys have all this stuff written out for you. Now I'm going to promote this one, which is Reddit RPG. Um, Reddit has a horrible reputation. Uh, I'm sure there are horrible things on there. I'm not really a expert on it at all. However, I have been a part of these role-playing game threads and um, uh, sub, you know, subreddits, they call them, on there. And I have discovered a very welcoming, kind, excellent community. I've never had any issues, and I go on there a lot. There are tons of people there, and they're providing uh, maps they've, they've made for free um, or links to their, you know, their, maybe their drive through RPG page tons of uh, advice if you just make an account and, and um, ask a question and all you need to do is go to reddit.com slash r slash rpg or you could do like a specific one so i'm part of the tomb of annihilation reddit page uh, all sorts of different um, subreddit you could find it for anything i'm sure and like i said i am aware there's probably a million horrible things on reddit but in the RPG section, I have really everyone's been super nice. So something to keep in mind. Um, Roll Twenty, Roll Twenty is an online platform that I use all the time. It's free and it hosts several different tabletop role playing formats. Uh, there is a learning curve to it, but if you watch a few YouTube videos or if you just play around with it, I'm confident you could do it. If I can figure it out, I know it's cliche to say, but I, if I can figure it out, the basics of it, there's a lot that I still don't know about Roll20, but I use it for, like, if I'm playing virtually, I recommend it because it's, like, a great way to um, visualize where you're going. You can move your tokens around. You can create enemy tokens, um, your players, your friends can create tokens for their characters, on and on. So I would recommend making a free account for Roll20 and just playing around with it, seeing if it's worth it, especially if you're thinking of running a virtual one that you're doing mainly theater of the mind, um, where you're just kind of describing it. If you wanted more visuals, Roll20 really is uh, helpful. So again, I hope that was useful. I hope you um, 
you know, consider some of these maybe alternatives, especially thinking about the the new school year coming up. You may want to um, ref- refresh your your board game <laughs> collection in your public or school library, and those are really great ways to introduce young players to these types of games without having to be overwhelmed by Dungeons and Dragons. And that's it. Uh, thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you.